What does it mean when we say we're a growing church? And what causes a church to, quote, grow? Now, let's do a little history lesson before we get too far into that question. Um, back in the 50s and 60s, church growth was measured by the number of people who attended Sunday school. Uh, in fact, you can usually spot a church building from that area because they normally had more space for Sunday school than for worship. The foyers were really small and the sanctuaries were focused a lot on the beauty and really didn't pay a lot of attention to creature comforts. So over the years, our success began to be measured not by the number of people who attend Sunday school, but by those who attended morning worship. And so if you look at the structures from those times, sanctuaries became larger and there were fewer and fewer Sunday school rooms. Um, buildings became more pragmatic. Uh, so we started padding our pews and expanding our foyers and we focused less on, less on beauty and a lot more on function. Now, during the 80s and the 90s, we moved our focus from Sunday school attendance to the numbers of ministries the church had. Uh, we wanted to become relevant so we built multi-purpose buildings. We exchanged our organs and pianos for synthesizers and electric guitars. And our goal was to provide something for everyone. Uh, when it came to buildings, we used the philosophy taken from the movie Field of Dreams, build it and they will come. And as a result, most of the progressive churches were lured into building facilities that they hoped they could someday grow into. And their strategy was to attract people with a great program and a, an amazing building, and somehow that would bring people into the building and, and pay for the bills and uh, have what we would, or what they would have called a growing church. Now, some were fortunate enough to keep up with the mortgage payments and uh, keep their staff and to continue a pattern of growth. But little did they know over the years, uh, the change would be taking place. The sons and daughters who grew up with amazing children's youth and youth programs and fantastic church facilities and multiple staff were no longer buying into their parents' understanding of corporate-style church, uh, the attractive model of worship was no longer attractive to the young adults who were growing up. For them, the church looked a lot like Enron or Wall Street or Walmart, and they really weren't all that impressed with these industrial, commercial um, uh, types of approaches to church. So here's the dilemma of many churches. Today, people are not as likely to be loyal to any one church. They're more likely to give to a good cause than they are to give regularly their tithes and their offerings to a local congregation. People are more likely to connect with a smaller group of friends than they are to any one local church. You might say that they're more incarnational than they are attractional. 
people are not connected to a church because of their doctrine or their denomination. And people don't want to be burdened by mortgage payments and hefty utility bills. On the other hand, there are some things they do find attractive. Um, they want authentic, real relationships. They want to connect with their peers in an informal, small group setting. They want to learn and grow as Christians, but not so much through declaring the word as living life together. In his book, Missional Renaissance, Reggie McNeil suggests that we begin measuring our success in three ways. Number one, uh, our ministry needs to move from internal to external. Secondly, we need to move from program development to people development. And thirdly, we need to move from church-based leadership to kingdom-based leadership. We started this conversation by asking, what is it that causes a church to grow? And what does it mean when we say, quote, we're a growing church? I'd like to suggest that we change the matrix. Maybe the better question is, how are we going about making disciples? This question leads us to more probing measurements. For instance, what would happen if we reduced um, the importance of counting morning worship attendance and, and giving, uh, weekly giving to questions like this? What are the number of growing relationships we have with people who are not followers of Jesus? How many venues does the church have for personal service within the community? Who are you personally discipling? Now, these are profound questions and they're deep probing questions. I wonder if we started pressing one another to answer these kinds of questions, if we would redefine what it means to be a growing church. And maybe instead of focusing on being a growing church, we would actually become a fruitful church.